0: on tv the show starred alan young as ed's owner wilbur post uh that was wilbur hello wilbur uh wilbur's wife carol was played by connie hines good old neighbor i'm sorry good old neighbor Ro- roger addison was larry keating the voice of mr ed was alan rocky lane of course of course that's a look at today in history on january 5th you did that I won't so well you with that anymore oh. hey i'm george on for wmkv 89.3 fm along with mike martini
1: thank you george in traffic right now we have an accident glenway at Gurley. Uh, And that's about it as far as accidents or disabled. We do have some backups, North 75 at Mitchell and again at Glendale-Milford and South 75 around the Paddock area and then down toward the Brent Spence Bridge. Your forecast tonight, partly cloudy skies uh, this evening. Increasing cloudiness late tonight, a low around 22. Tomorrow mostly cloudy and a high around 35 degrees. Tomorrow night into Friday morning, we could get some snow. And I've heard elsewhere, one to two inches. The Weather Service is not saying anything about accumulations. But uh, Friday's high, uh, the weather service says 25 degrees, and Saturday's high will be right around uh, 28 degrees. Right now we're at 30 here at 89.3 WMKV. Real Life Real Estate Investing, coming your way after this. Support for WMKV comes from the Real Estate Investors Association of Cincinnati, a nonprofit educational association with programs available for real estate investors at all levels of experience. RIA meets on the first and third Thursdays of every month. More information about RIA and their meetings
0: is available at 859-292-7342. Welcome to Real Life Real Estate Investing, a show to help you gain financial freedom by investing in real estate, brought to you by the Real Estate Investors Association of Cincinnati and the Ohio Real Estate Investors Association. You're listening to Real Life Real Estate Investing on 89.3 FM WMKV. And now your host, Vena Jones-Cox.
2: Good afternoon. I am Vina Jones-Cox, and this is Real Life Real Estate Investing, where... This week, as every week, we're putting folks just like you on the path to financial independence through real estate investing. And if one of your resolutions this year in the way of getting on that path to financial independence was to join the Real Estate Investors Association of Greater Cincinnati, tomorrow is your first chance of the year. It's our very first meeting of 2011. The early meeting is how to create a business plan to guide you to success in 2011, and the main meeting at 7.30 is called Beyond Rich Dad, what you really need to know to get rich in real estate. That meeting is all about how to focus down on the stuff that it's important to get educated about so that you don't end up spending tens upon tens of thousands of dollars on real estate education before you even your very first deal. Everyone's welcome to this meeting, which is held at the Community Action Agency building in the old Jordan Crossing at the corner of Seymour and Reading. You can get more information at CincinnatiRia.com, That's Cincinnati R E I A.com. And we look forward to seeing you there tomorrow. If you're a fan of real life real estate investing, why don't you prove it by going to our fan page at Reallife Real Estate Radio.com. You can join 2018 as of one minute ago. Fans of real life real estate, plus, you can get the information each week on what's coming up on real life real estate before anybody else knows it. You can also post suggestions for upcoming topics, upcoming guests, whatever it is that you would like to. See here on Real Life Real Estate, we are always taking your suggestions. You'd be surprised at how difficult it is to program 52 separate shows over the course of a year. So go to realliferealestateradio.com and fan us up, tell us what it is you would like to hear in the upcoming year. Speaking of the upcoming year, our topic today is how to actually reach those goals that you set for yourself A week ago, perhaps you called them resolutions. Perhaps you actually spent some time sitting down and writing out what you would like to do with your life and in the real estate world over 2011. But gosh, you know, it's it's such an old saw. I mean, it's almost just just completely stereotypical that we all set resolutions on the first of the year, and by the first of March, we don't even remember what they are anymore. So to help us actually take those strides toward financial independence, we have Jim Shapiro, who is the president of the Real Estate Investors Association of Cincinnati. He's a real estate agent, investor, and property manager, and he's joining us today to share some of his experiences about what makes people successful and what doesn't? So listen up because he knows what he's talking about. Jim. Hi, Vina. <laughs> welcome, Thanks for having me. Welcome to real life real estate. Um, funny thing about being the president of a real estate association is that you get the chance to observe people over time. And, and you've been involved with Cincinnati for, for a number of years in various positions. This is your second year as president. So let's talk about what, what you've seen. I mean, Everyone at any real estate association, you can take Cincinnati, Rhea, or Louisville, or Dayton, or Timbuktu, they all get access to the same information. They all come to the same meetings. They all have the same potential support. They are all in the same market. And yet, some people grab a hold of this real estate thing and run with it and are super successful. And some people just never seem to manage to do anything. So, in your opinion, having watched this for years, what is the difference between the people who manage to do deals and make money and the people who don't?
3: That's a, that's a good question, and, and I, I was thinking about that earlier today. There's four or five things that are, that are essential to this business just like any business. Uh, one is having a business plan and knowing what it is you are in business to do. Uh, I often tell people uh, your real estate is not a hobby. You know, hobbies we do for fun, and real estate is a business we're looking to make money on, and there's a lot of money involved, money to be made and money to be lost. So having a clear objective on what the business is about, supported by goals to achieve those objectives, uh, ways to have accountability. People set up all these wonderful goals and objectives and never look at them again, and come December they're like, oh, I didn't get it all done. Uh <clears throat> What is the review people do? Do they pay attention to the goals, or do they it's something they do in the beginning of the year and then stash in their drawer and pull it out in December? Uh, Having a support system with accountability. Someone to say, you said you were going to do some things. Have you done them? Why not? What are you going to do different in the next three months that you didn't get your goals done in the last three months? Uh, Those are the the biggest issues, and having... You know, support, uh, we'll talk a little bit about mastermind groups and coaching, uh, and then having a team, having the, the resources you need to make good decisions so that you're not, you know, running,
2: doing things you think are going to work and they don't work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So clearly understanding what it is you're trying to do, I think, right. was <laughs> was the first thing. Having someone to... Not to put too fine a point on it, hold your feet to the fire <laughs> once you have, because we're not we're not real good at, uh, with with being accountable to ourselves typically. That's pretty accurate. W- when you're at a job, there's automatic accountability. Right. Do the work or you're fired.
3: Do the work or you're fired. You do a performance plan. You have your boss reviewing it. You're, you you maybe your your compensation is attached to how well you perform against your goals, and then we get into our own little business and. All that stuff that we did in the business world, in our job, uh, there's reasons companies do that, and it helps them be successful, and there's reasons small business owners
2: uh, don't do
3: it, and it doesn't help them be successful.
2: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then, um, let's see, you said reviewing your goals and and having kind of a support framework where you can both just, like... Ask questions, you know, I go to a more advanced investor and say, Hey, can I run some numbers by you? But also you mentioned the team, which are people like your accountant and your real estate agent, your attorney and, and, and so on. And with the combination of those things, plus of course the education started this assuming that <laughs> these folks were, were getting educated as well can really be the difference between success and failure. Now we're going to take a quick break. I want to invite anyone who would like to call and ask questions about th- this, more, this more soft part of real estate success, but, but, but very, very crucial, at 772-9658 or 877-772-9658. Or you can send us an email by going to askvena.com. WMKV is proudly supported by the Knowles of Oxford. The Knowles of Oxford, a continuing care retirement community offers everything from skilled nursing and assisted living to spacious, independent living cottages. Just one and a half miles from Miami University, the campus offers the best of both city and country living. More information on the Knolls of Oxford is available at 513-524-7990. That is 513-524-7990.
1: And we check on traffic right now. We have an accident on southbound 75 just past the 12th Street exit. That's in Covington, Kentucky, south of the Brent Spence Bridge. The left lane is blocked. Also, Coleraine at the Reagan Highway, an accident. Glenway at Gurley in the cleanup stages. And now we have some backups westbound 275 between Winton and Hamilton uh, off and on in that stretch. Your weather forecast this evening, some clouds are increasing overnight tonight, a low around 22 degrees. Tomorrow, cloudy skies, maybe a little snow shower late in the day, a high of 35 degrees. We could get some snow tomorrow night into Friday morning, not saying how much, uh, but uh, uh, Thursday night's low around 22, and Friday's high temperature Only 25 degrees. It's 30 degrees right now here at 89.3 WMKV.
0: When you shop online, be sure to think of WMKV and our website at WMKVFM.org. As an Amazon.com associate, WMKV has details online that can help benefit this one-of-a-kind public radio station. You can learn more about our status as an Amazon.com associate. Plus, listen online and find out more about WMKV at WMKVFM.org. Thanks for checking us out.
2: Welcome back to... Real Life Real Estate Investing. I'm your host, Vina Jones-Cox. My guest today is Jim Shapiro. He's not only a frequent guest here on Real Life Real Estate, he's actually filled in for me once or twice when I was out of town. But, to, but today we're talking about something really important that gets missed a lot of times in terms of uh, ingredients to your success. And that is, what about you, I mean, yeah, there's the properties and there's the markets and there's the strategies. But what about you? It's not anything about what's going on out there in the real estate world that is causing you to succeed or fail. It's you that's causing you to succeed or fail. So we're going to try and give you some tips today for how to be on the succeed side of that. Uh, before the break, we were talking about the, the, the soft things that that folks have to have, a, a uh, support system. A clear idea of what the goals are and accountability, which trust me, we will come back to that because that is really crucial. Um, but, but let's start. With, let's start with uh, with 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 goal setting, uh, Jim, because this is uh, goal setting is what in our business takes the place of a business plan in any other business. We are we are encouraged all the time by every educator and every book we read to set goals and a lot of us think we're really good at setting goals we set goals all the time the problem maybe isn't setting them so much as reaching them what can, what, what what mistakes do you see with people setting goals what 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 are they doing wrong in the goal setting arena
3: i think there's kind of i see that falling in a couple different areas the first one is they haven't made the investment in themselves and their business to do a business plan. What is their business about? They don't really you know they're they're thinking oh I'll buy a house i'll I'll become a landlord, maybe or I'll become a uh, rehab and sell a house and then if it doesn't sell, they end up being a landlord by accident, and maybe they weren't really uh well set for that. And so they have all these different pieces that they haven't really thought through. And then they set goals that are very general. I want to buy and fix up a house. Or I want to buy and renovate and resell two houses this year.
2: Or I want to do 10 deals.
3: Right. Or I want to do 10 deals this year. And, and they haven't done two before. And so you know, 10 deals means you're buying a house about every you know little more than a month. It's not an easy thing to buy 10 houses in a year. It's, it's
2: not easy. starting from zero, anyway. Right. <laughs> it's, yeah. actually, bought, it's actually an easy thing to buy 10 houses no, in a year. <laughs> it is.
3: Successfully buying, fixing, reselling, or renting 10 houses, you have to have systems in place. You have to have a real business model. And you can't wing it. And I know some people who are winging it, and typically they end up buried because they got a lot more checks going out than they do checks coming in until they get these houses either resold or rented. And if you've got, if you bought six, you're in the middle of them, and you're looking at the seventh, and you haven't got the first six done, now well, that's a path for disaster. And I, I know people who have jumped on that path. It's not a lot of fun. Uh, and, and then setting goals that are are just too general, and they haven't really figured out everything that has to happen to make them successful. Because the goal isn't buying a house. The goal is buying, doing something to it to make money, whether that's reselling it or renting it. And there's a lot of pieces that go in place. And then, of course, there's the most common mistake people make, which is they pay too much and underestimate repair costs. And so they end up in trouble. And because if you buy right, you can do okay no matter what in real estate. And if you buy wrong, you can't do okay no matter what. You know, so that. Your everything that's gonna happen starts with that purchase. And if you've planned it right and if you've estimated the cost and you've negotiated a good price and your financing's stable and you've got the resources to get it done, it's easy. But if you don't get any of those pieces, so your plan didn't include something essential, it's really easy to turn into a into a mess.
2: Many of us are actually better at developing a vision than a specific goal. When someone says I want to buy 10 houses and quit my job what they're picturing is the lifestyle that they would lead if they bought 10 houses and were able to quit their job. What they're not picturing and what they're not getting down to is what is it going to take to buy 10 houses? Well, And will
3: owning 10 houses create enough revenue to quit the job? Flipping gem. Flipping. Flipping. Okay, flipping Flipping. Houses. All right, that's a different <laughs> – and, and even – it goes back to that plan. And did they sit down with a spreadsheet and look at, here's my current living expenses. This is what it cost me to survive for a year. And this is what I want to have. This is what I need to replace my employment job. Uh, so I need to make this much uh, for the year, and then I need to, you know, to come up with a reasonable number and – the, the quality of all those numbers, and, and a big help for people is having someone else look at them and say, "Gee, you know, is this really working? What happens if? What if this goes wrong?"
2: Oh, and let me whoa, let me stop you right there and say, somebody who's in the real estate business and doing doing it successfully to look at it, because you can show him, you can show it to your brother-in-law who's not in real estate all day long, right? And he can come up with a million reasons this is all going to go wrong. But he really doesn't know the, right. the, the the thing to do is find someone who is running a, a successful business in the arena that you are trying to enter and go to them and say, hey, does this plan look like it could work? And yes, they can they can point out, well, in order to do this, you're going to have to work this hard. You're, you know, are you really going to be able to work this hard when you have a full time job or should you cut this back? So, yeah, don't 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 just go show your goals to, <laughs> to just anybody, because I've noticed that people... uh that are your friends and family and colleagues can be very discouraging.
3: Well, that's certainly the truth. You're doing what? Are you crazy? You're one of those guys? <laughs> uh, all of us have heard that at some point. And until we demonstrate that we're actually making money in our business, those are questions that you're going to keep hearing. Uh, you know, one person to involve in this planning is a spouse, if you're. Got a spouse because having their support and buy-in to what you're doing is so important. If the people, if the people, you'll you'll have a lot of skeptics out there in the world. If the skeptics are across the dinner table from you every day, it's that much harder to to stay positive and focused. And and so your plan is a great resource for communicating to other people why you're going to be successful. Uh, your business plan, your business objectives, your vision. Uh, and then those goals, uh, you need someone you can you can have involved. Uh, I'm involved with a group we call a mastermind group. And every year at the beginning of the year, and we've been meeting for seven years now, which is a really long-lasting group. Uh, we've, we're down to four people, and it's harder to add no people now because we've been working together for such a long time. Uh, we've had a lot of people come and go over the years. Beginning of the year, we do our business plans, and in our January meeting, we review them in front of everybody. And then every quarter, we review them again. How's our progress? Uh, and it is a plan. It is not uh, set in stone. Things change. Certainly in this market, things are going to change. And if you don't look at that plan and adjust it, then your your chances of achieving you know what you really want are, are less. And if you don't look at it at all, then it really became a – Little exercise you did at the beginning of the year, and
2: it wasn't a tool to manage your your business. It made you feel good, but it didn't actually do anything. So, so m- mistakes that you're seeing are are goals that are basically they're too general, and they don't look they don't look enough at the fine print. At at okay, ten houses. What what do I have to do? What kind of marketing do I have to do? How many houses do I have to see? How many offers do I have to make? it is not the case in my experience, and I know I'm probably gonna get some angry phone calls over this, that if you just throw it out there to the universe, if you just say, yes, this year, I'm going to buy 10 houses, that it happens. The people, the people for whom that happens are doing something. Right. And, and getting down to what do I have to do? And, and then even going to the point of of starting to schedule that are, at least in my experience, really important. Maybe the universe just doesn't like me. And maybe for other people, it does work just to say it and say it over and over again. But my experience is you got to do something. Seven seven two nine six five eight or eight seven 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 two nine six five eight are the numbers to call here at Real Life Real Estate Investing. If you have any questions for Jim, uh, Bob from sunny Seattle has something more along the lines of a comment. He says, one of my goals is to make myself available to listen to every wonderful Real Life Real Estate show this year. That's a great goal. Good goal. Uh, he also says, I stopped getting your weekly email blasts telling me what the program is for each upcoming show. Uh, I went to com and registered again for the e-letter, but still no joy. Are you not sending these out anymore? Actually, Bob, we are sending them out. We're having a problem with our, our old email server. But as of next week, we will have a new link for you to go in and register for that. And it will work after that. We've We've got it tested. We just don't have it out there yet. He also comments that next Tuesday is one 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 one, which we will never see again in our lifetime. So just sort of a <laughs> little, little off-topic point there. Uh, although let me say, Bob, I expect to see it again in my lifetime. I actually expect to live to twenty-one eleven. Uh, okay, so uh, Jim, going back to the the whole, why do some people succeed and why do some people fail? You keep mentioning goals and business plans goals and business plan goals and business plans as if they are two different things can Can you talk a little bit about what the difference is sure and that's a that's a really good question. A business
3: plan is uh in some ways a more general uh document. And it really should be a document. It should be something you've taken the time to write down and thought through, and it's not something you're going to do in an hour. Uh, it starts typically with either a mission or a vision statement. People use those terms sometimes interchangeably. They're different. Uh, for the purpose of our conversation, I'll say a, a, a vision is kind of a real high level. Uh, I want to have a uh a business that will provide housing and sell houses and make funds and and be good deals for my family and good deals for the people I do business with. That's that's pretty awkward, but something very much uh, high level. The mission is going to be we provide uh, quality renovation and resale of residential housing in certain kinds of neighborhoods or certain areas of town, uh, and certain price ranges, we provide quality, safe, affordable rental housing. It's a little more detailed. And then you get into the plan. And, you know, the vision's going to be a line and the mission's going to be a paragraph. And then the plan should be long enough to tell the story. And the story is who you are, what you do, uh, you know, starting with a summary and then details about the who, what, when, where, how, uh, the team, the financials. Uh, enough information that if you took it to a potential lender, be that a bank or a private investor or a lender, uh, you could say this is what my business is about and they're gonna look at it and have respect that you know what you're trying to do. You've got a business plan, you've got an understanding, you're professional, uh, the idea of, of putting significant sums of money in your hands to uh, to buy in real estate. Uh, or any business this is the same this isn't necessarily just real estate so a business plan is going to be that sort of a general uh and and somewhat detailed it's going to be 5 10 15 pages now a goal is a is a different piece of the puzzle uh there may be that you've got here's your your plan and you've got in that plan some three year goals or what the term might be strategic And then you've got some one-year goals or tactical, to use the business jargon. And the tactical is this is what I have to do to achieve the three-year goal. I want to, in three years, I want to have uh, sold 15 houses. Well, that means in year one I need to sell five. And what do I need to do to do that? I need to be making offers. I need to be looking at houses. I need to have realtors I'm working with. I need to have financing. I need to have... Uh, a title company i need to have an attorney i need to have the resources i need to do my due diligence those are such important pieces and some of the people i see getting in trouble are, are, are shortcutting that process and they are not thinking it through and they're not they're not using the same skills and and things they saw in their corporate or their employment history in the past and bringing it to their businesses and to their their real estate business and it I can get you in some real hot water.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, business plans are a little complex. I mean, we, <laughs> really, you're you're going to be spending like half a day on February the 22nd. I think it is doing a class for Ria on how real estate investors can write business plans, and we don't have half a day <laughs> here right. on the show. But to, but just to 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 give everybody an example of the kinds of things business plans get into, it it gets down to the to the point of okay, so I'm going to invest in properties. What kind of properties? Are they going to be three plus bedrooms? Are they going to be two bedrooms? Are they going to be older? Are they going to be newer? Are they going to be only in Hamilton County? Are they only going to be in two zip codes in Hamilton County? It it really forces you to take a a hard look at what's going to work best for your strategy. And it's something that honestly, I'd say 99% of real estate investors don't bother to do.
3: And you're right, and it creates a lot of problems for people. Some people get lucky, and they they get a few good deals, and, and it works. Other people get in trouble. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, one of the things about the plan, I used to tinker around with short sales, and short sales are negotiating a reduced payoff to the bank for someone who's upside down in their mortgage. I did a few of them, and I, these were a few years ago, before the mortgage crisis, really took uh, took serious hold. And I found that they were very, very time consuming and I wasn't having a lot of success. And I was only doing them a little bit and I made a decision in my business plan the next year that I won't do short sales. Well, then when I got a phone call from someone with a house that needed a short sale, it made it an awful lot easier for me to say, well, I don't do those. Because my business plan said we don't do short sales. And I had someone else I referred them to and I've been able to you know, do some good referrals and do some business and make that into something. And it took an awful lot of time off my my work because when someone called up and I knew it was a short sale, I don't do short sales. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I didn't. Some people say I'm only going to invest on the west side of Cincinnati. Well, then when the phone rings and you got a house out on a suburb on the east side, in Eastgate in Claremont County, in Batavia. They don't have to spend an hour driving out there to check it out because they say, nope, sorry, I don't work in that part of town. Let me refer you to someone who does or you know, can't help you. But you don't have to spend a lot of time if something is outside of your plan. Whereas if you
2: don't really have that plan, you think, "Well, oh, maybe I should go check it out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I will tell you folks who are listening that although most kind of full-time successful real estate investors – do have multiple streams of income. They, they might wholesale and rent or retail and do lease options. All of them have things that they focus on and will not do. I mean, you gave a great example, Jim. I don't buy properties outside of Hamilton County because I live on the west side of town, which means the east side of town is a really long way away and made the decision a long time ago that there were plenty of deals here in Hamilton County. We need to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk more about getting that accountability. We'll also take your calls at 772 9658 -9658, or your emails at askvina at gmail.com.
0: Support comes from Ohio Valley Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. Pain, stiffness, or swelling in a joint, bone, or muscle may be a sign of arthritis, and there are more than 100 types, including osteoarthritis and rheumatoid arthritis. Early and correct diagnosis can help treatment. More information about a diagnosis, protecting your joints, and a treatment plan is available at Ohio Valley Orthopedics and Sports Medicine at 513-985-3700.
1: Let me check on traffic now. Still have an accident on Glenway at Gurley. Also one on Coleraine at Reagan. And South 75 south of 12th Street in Covington. It's just south of the Brent Spence Bridge, partially blocking the left lane. Among the backups, West 275 between Winton and Hamilton off and on. North 71 at Redbank and again at Pfeiffer. South 71 from Redding down to the Lytle. 75 northbound slows up around 74. And again at Glendale-Milford, southbound 75 slow uh, a little heavier than usual between glendale milford all the way down to mitchell and then western avenue to the brent spence bridge your forecast from the national weather service this evening partly cloudy skies early mostly cloudy late tonight's low twenty two tomorrow mostly cloudy with a high of thirty five and friday cloudy skies with some morning snow showers a high around twenty five degrees could get some more snow thursday night into friday morning Looking ahead for the weekend, mostly cloudy on Saturday and Sunday, with highs Saturday only around 25 degrees. Sunday's high uh, right around 30, and then the next week, daytime highs only in the upper 20s. So we don't see above freezing temperatures for the foreseeable future. Right now, 30 degrees here at 89.3 WMKV. Program support on WMKV
3: comes from the Manor House Restaurant. Located on the campus of Maple Knoll Village, the Manor House offers lunch and dinner, as well as Sunday brunch and weekend buffets. Private party rooms are also available. Information and reservations at 513-782-4300. That's 513-782-4300.
2: Welcome back to Real Life Real Estate Investing. I'm your host, Vina Jones-Cox. My guest is Jim Shapiro. And we're trying to get our hands around the slippery concept of why it is that some people make it in the real estate business and some people don't. Because I can tell you, this is a topic of conversation at every board of every real estate association in the entire country, at least once a year. It's also what the educators talk about in the green room before they go on. Why is it that guy, A... Uh, takes the same education as Guy B and runs with it and is a millionaire in five years and Guy B just still has it on a shelf in five years and no deals if you have an opinion on that give us a call at 772-9658 or at 877-772-9658 or send us an email at askvina at com, like Tommy did who is from Cincinnati Tommy says, I think my problem may be different than other people's. I set goals, but then I feel as if I have to have everything in place before I even start on them. For instance, I had a goal last year to buy three properties, but I didn't because I don't think I have the forms, contracts, property management systems, accounting system, et cetera, in place yet. I see other people who joined RIA at the same time I did who are now on their fifth or sixth deal. Am I being too cautious or are they just winging it, as you said earlier?
3: The answer is could be some of both. Uh, there, there is something that some of us do as we get into this business and we're worried about having everything perfect and you know analysis paralysis. Some of us are very analytical. We want to have all of our ducks perfectly lined up before we take that first step. Uh, then there's the opposite extreme people jump in and you know my first deal I was lucky. <laughs> I didn't know what I was really doing, but it turned out I bought it right and made money on it, uh, and I, you know it was a good start. I had that same deal gone awry, and I ended up losing 30000 instead of making 30000 yeah, that might have been the end of my real estate career. So sometimes uh, luck helps. It's always a place for luck. The guy who's building the business and, and making a lot of money, he's probably thought through what he needs to do to do that it wasn't by happenstance that someone gets started and you know they may make money on one deal but if they're making if their business is successful they they've thought things through at a, at a different level than the one who's just winging it now the only way to really learn some of this stuff is to do it you don't you can't set up a system on how to be a property manager until you've had some experience with it you can get the start you know you can have an application and a lease and a way you're going to screen your tenants and some basics but all the nitty-gritty that you really get into will happen when you have your first tenants happen when you have your first five applicants and you're screening them will happen when the first thing breaks and you've got to get repairs done that so you got to get the right balance It is not rocket science.
2: Yeah, and I can tell you, Tommy, nearly for sure that those people who did five or six deals last year while you did none did not spend any time setting up the perfect accounting system for their five or six deals. There are some things that you tackle as they become necessary, but let's face it, for one property, you could write it in a ledger and and you'd be fine. Yes, you're probably overthinking this, Tommy, and... I sometimes see students that use, I have to have it all right, as just another form of procrastination. I I can't make an offer because I don't have the exact right form that I'm happy with, or I don't have an LLC set up, or I don't have, I don't have, I don't have. And that's kind of just another way of avoiding the scary thing of getting out there and doing it.
3: Someone told me once, and I found it true, if my knees aren't shaking, if I don't have some fear, then I'm probably not growing. And one of the things we have to do is, we get into any kind of self, you know, starting a business. It's it can be scary. There's some risks we're taking. Now we're taking carefully calculated risks if we do it properly, and we we understand the risks. That's part of that plan. Uh, If we're just winging it, now we're not. You know, this is this isn't speculating. This is investing, and we need to have the right numbers we need to know enough to not get horribly hurt
2: Mm -hmm. and and actually jim having said that because now i'm sitting here listening to this from the point of view of the of the beginner listener who's saying oh my gosh but i'm just gonna have to know so much before i do this let's go back and talk about that support system that safety net of the coach the mentor the the financial friend that you have Generally, at your local real estate investors association, you you don't have to do this alone.
3: Right. The real estate investor associations, which are all over the country, are a wonderful resource. And when I got involved in real estate, I had never heard of RIA. And then I uh I was talking to someone, and he said, "Oh, you should check out that RIA group." And I've been involved with RIA ever since. Uh, and that's when I learned how I made the right decisions on the first deal but I was lucky because uh, I didn't know that I should be buying at 70% of after repaired value less repair costs I just happened to my realtor gave me good input and it worked uh, I have a lot of people I deal with who did not get good input from the person helping them buy the house and they ended up you know they had no idea how much they overpaid considering what they were in and so there there is a place for that starting education and it shouldn't take three to five years to get enough education to buy a house. Uh, coaching and, and mentoring are great resources. Uh, having someone you can turn to. And when I first got involved with Ria, uh, I'll tell you one of the things I did. I would go to meetings, and I was we had a, a, a network discussion one night. We'd sit around a table and talk to the people at the table. And every 20 minutes, we'd change tables. And I was sitting with eight or ten people. And some of them had been attending RIA for as long as three years, and none of them had ever bought a house. And I said, these aren't the people I need to be learning from. Now, they're they're coming to these meetings for a year or two years or longer and aren't doing any deals. I need to find out who's really doing deals. And I started watching who were the people who were who seemed to know each other and seemed to know a lot of other people and would stand at the back of the room and be talking or would go out for a drink after the meeting and I started sitting down next to them and introducing myself, and you know, lo and behold, I ended up getting invited to go out for a drink and uh, connected up with a group of, of experienced investors. Uh, and then I, you know, I, I had someone they, they said, "You know, call up if you have questions." I'd call. And I need. I had this happen. I had this happen. What do you think I should do? I tried not to take advantage of people, and, and I tried to show my appreciation. And I I was one of these guys who called up, and then I got involved with a formal mentoring program with with Vina, and that was one of the best decisions I ever made, uh, because now I had a real experienced local resource who I could turn to, uh, and I went through her education program, and and I was one of her. Uh, I think she called me a stalker, <laughs> uh, because I had lots of questions.
2: And here you still are and six here years I still later. Are. But occasionally, <laughs> I
3: still call up and say, Vina, I have a question. What do I do? And and I have people calling me and doing that. And there are lots of, lots of people in this business. One of the things I was struck by as I got involved, we're not all really competing with each other. There's enough houses out there for all of us to have all the deals we could possibly dream of. And so just because I'm looking for a three-bedroom, two-bath ranch uh, in a certain neighborhood – the guy I'm talking to, he may not he may buy in a totally different part of town, he may buy totally different kinds of houses, he or she may have a totally different target. So answering my questions doesn't take anything away from them. And building a network, you know, one of the biggest values of a RIA group is that networking piece. And take advantage of it, you know, and invite people out to lunch and pick their brains. Uh and then, you know, and then find some people who are in your similar situation and, and say, you know, let's, let's review our business plans together uh, or pay someone, you know, call someone up and say, I'd like, you know, you, you've been doing this for a while. Can I pay you for two hours of your time to go over my plans with
2: you? And it, that that's an excellent point, Jim, because one of the big frustrations that I hear from listeners to the show and people that I meet as I travel around the country and speak to RIA groups is they say quote nobody wants to mentor me. And the the expectations are are often a bit different between the mentor and the mentee and what you're talking about is you know you had a bunch of people. You know you could you could call Jerry if you needed to know about a roof, you could call Fred if you needed to know about tenants, you could call uh, so you weren't calling somebody who's already busy and has their own full-time business every single solitary day saying, help me, help me, help me. Most folks, in my experience, are willing to answer questions like that. Right. And, and, and in fact, happy to. They, they like to see new investors go out and, and do things. But most people will not offer to mentor you. If you're standing around at your REA association waiting for one of these really busy people to walk up to you and say, "Hey, would you like my phone number so that I could mentor you?" As a matter of fact, if someone does do that, my suggestion would be run for the hills because <laughs> typically, uh, what I've heard is that when, when when folks do do that and offer to you know out of the goodness of their hearts to mentor you for free, what they're really trying to do is borrow your money or sell you a property or use your labor or something like that. So you have to go to them which is what you did, it might be a good idea to go to the leadership of your association or your meetup group or how however you do this, if you're not meeting with a group of people you should be, and ask if there is any sort of coaching or mentoring program. Because uh Cincinnati Rhea has had one for several years. We're launching a new one, uh tomorrow night actually. Right. La- launching a brand new one that is the the intent of it is get the newbies off the ground, get them accountable, get them their first deals. And yeah, there I mean people are going to pay for that. It's not a lot of money, but people are going to are going to pay for that. And and y- y- what you got to what you basically have to do for yourself in this in this idea of getting a mentor or coach is decide how much you're willing to pay and how cuz one way or another you're going to pay for it. You're, you're either going to pay for it by not doing deals because you're too scared because you don't have anybody to bounce ideas off of or you're going to pay somebody to to do it. So Ask your group leaders if there is a mentoring program, because I know that there's uh, several other associations that I'm aware of around the country that do have these. But one way or another, get that safety net. I know I couldn't have done what I've done in the real estate business without a lot of mentoring from a lot of people at RIA. And, of course, from my father, who was in real estate as well. But, of course, you can't ever learn anything from your parents so I <laughs> didn't realize until many years later that practically everything he told me was really really smart uh, we're going to take a quick break uh, if you have any last minute questions why don't you send me an email at askvina at gmail.com we'll be back, be back right after this
0: WMKV is welcoming the Buffalo Ridge Jazz Band to Maple No Village if you love Dixieland or classic jazz you're going to adore the Buffalo Ridge Jazz Band WMKV is pleased to announce that the Buffalo Ridge Jazz Band will be playing at the Maple Knoll Village Auditorium on Sunday, February 20th from 2 until 4 p.m. Tickets are only $10 each and all proceeds directly benefit WMKV Radio. We hope you'll come on out. Tickets have already been going pretty quickly for this event. Please contact WMKV at 513-782-2427 for tickets. 782-2427.
1: Not a whole lot has changed as far as traffic. Still have the accident Glenway at Gurley. Still have the one Coleraine at the Reagan Highway. And still have the one South 75 south of 12th Street in Covington, just off the Brent Spence Bridge on the left side. Your forecast tonight, some clouds, a low of 22. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy with a high of 35. Could get some snow tomorrow night into Friday morning. Friday's high, only 25 degrees. Saturday's high, also around 25 degrees. Right now, we're at... 29 degrees here at 89.3 WMKV.
2: Welcome back to Real Life Real Estate Investing. China Data let you know what some of the pieces are that you're going to have to put in place to get your brain right so that you can reach your real estate goals in 2011. You still have time to send an email to askbean at gmail.com. If you have any questions, comments, you want to share your goals with the world, whatever that might be, Um, now, Jim, you mentioned something way back at the beginning. And then, and then again, you sort of briefly talked about it, uh, about halfway through the program. And again, this is something we could spend two shows on easily, but we're just going to spend five minutes on it instead. Um, that is, uh, this idea of, of mastermind groups, uh, that's a, that's a term that gets thrown around a lot. People, most people have heard it. They may not know exactly what it is, but, uh how how does a mastermind group function to help with this whole goal setting and reaching thing?
3: Mastermind groups are uh concepts started by a guy named Napoleon Hill who wrote a classic book called Think and Grow Rich if you haven't read it I recommend it.
2: Oh and you could go to WMKV's new Amazon, was it? <laughs> I heard an ad about that. Go to amazon.com through the WMKV site, right? And order, think, and grow rich. There you yeah. go. See it all. It all comes together.
3: It does. So, mastermind groups are uh, the as I've been involved with them, and I've seen good ones or successful ones, and I've seen lots of failed ones. It's typically a small group, four to six or seven people. Four is the minimum. More than seven or eight gets hard to be be focused. And their objective is to meet on a regular basis, once a month. Even mine mine met for six years twice a month. Uh, just last year we cut back to once a month, and we we go over our, our goals. We share what we're doing. We get into a lot of detail. We we come to know each other very well. There's so a lot of trust, a lot of confidentiality, uh, and it's focused on you know the concept of uh, one plus one equals three it's the the value of four or five or six people sharing their their ideas and their goals and working together on accountability, which is a great source of accountability as a mastermind group, then the value is just it's it's far beyond what you'd get just sitting around talking over a beer
2: now let me let me clarify something here, Jim, because one of the ways in which these things sometimes disintegrate is that. People think that they're getting into a mastermind group to, quote, do business together, like the four of us are going to invest in properties together or we're going to pool our money and do something. And that's really not what this is about.
3: Yeah, that's totally not what this is about. Uh, it's really about having i uh, I'll give you this context. When I worked in the business world, in the corporate world, we had... Uh, I worked in, in program organizations. They always had a, a manager and five or six senior managers. And together we managed some large programs. We did data center operations. We worked together. We shared ideas. At the beginning of the year, we did our business plans that rolled up to the next level of management. We reviewed them quarterly. We did presentations uh, to our management or our customers on what we're going to accomplish this year. They were, there were management Tools in place. When we start our little self-employed or small business, we no longer have four other managers we meet with once a week for two hours. We no longer have a boss who's getting goals and plans and, and reporting that up and accountability. In the mastermind group, what it gave my business was uh, I often called my group my board of directors, and we were each each other's board of directors, and we were the ones that said, you know. That plan doesn't hold water. you're going to do this, this, and this, and I don't think you can do those things or they're not going to make the money you want to make uh or gee your your goal was to do fourteen short sales this year to make you know eighty thousand dollars in revenue, and you're halfway through the year and you've done three and you've made you know seven thousand dollars in revenue so you're a long way from achieving that goal for the year what are you going to do different for the rest of the year because if you keep doing what you keep what you did before you're going to keep getting the results you had and so it becomes a it becomes that that confidant that mentor uh more of a coach than a mentor because your other people may not know a whole lot more than you if all of you know nothing it's bad uh <laughs> You know you have to get the right mix of who's in a mastermind group and it's not a social group it's not to get together and and BS for two hours once a month and and talk about you know all your ideas and stuff it is uh, when I used to have a meeting we, we, we would rotate houses and one time my uh, my ex was home and she I was always a little skeptical of this and at the end of the meeting she said why wow, you guys were organized we have an agenda we have a leader Leader rotates every year, and we start out. If we don't have our our, if we're not on time. It's a fifty dollar fine. Don't show up late. Uh, if we don't have our our preparation for each meeting, it's a twenty dollar fine. Because we found we were wasting time waiting for people that would show up late, and our, our time was too valuable. So we took a lot of steps to really make this a focused, serious business effort. Uh, it's not it's not just a feel good. And sometimes we're pretty hard on each other. And if someone's not being hard on me, who who's gonna do it? Because I don't have, everyone else works for me. No one else is, is, is managing me. And it's too easy to let things slide on my own. So that accountability piece, uh, you can go out on the web and, and Google masterminding, you'll find a lot of stuff. Now there's people that sell their masterminding. And they they'll charge you money and they'll put you in a mastermind. Doesn't you don't need to do that you now that's a different kind of thing that's mentoring, and that can be good. Uh, your mastermind should be some local people that you're connected with, and it doesn't have people doesn't have to be friends when I started i didn't know most of the people I was new in the in the business and new in the field and I looked at those I looked around that RIA meeting and i didn't and I picked people I said I think they're smart i'm going to go invite them. And that's the way to do it, I think.
2: Mm-hmm. And it takes a very special kind of person to be in a successful mastermind group. It also takes a very specific setup and running of the group. And if you'd like to know more about that and you're going to be in the greater Cincinnati area on January 22nd, come on down to Cincinnati Rhea's all day class on that topic. You can get more information at cincinnatireia.com. It's about halfway down the page all day on business planning and masterminding with Jim Shapiro. Uh, Thank you for being here today, Jim. Uh, Really appreciate that. See you at tomorrow night's meeting, and we'll see you all next week, where we'll be giving you even more information to put you on the path to financial independence through real estate investing. Until then, happy investing. 89.3
1: 893 WMKV, Reading, Ohio.
0: Breaking news alerts and the hour by hour forecast from the Weather Authority. This is Local 12 News.